Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's not long now until another Melbourne Storm campaign kicks off in the NRL. We know there uh, some of the uh, some of the mob have headed over to Vegas to light the joint up and uh, just have a good old go. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, come on, Andy. No, to, when I say good old go, I mean... Spread the word, mm. Keith. I know there's been a bit more Tom Fuller in the off season. That's uh, unpleasantries, <laughs> but uh, I don't. I think that they are the exception. They probably get a bit overblown. Some of that stuff that goes on, and uh, I don't know what you are alluding to, suggesting that there'd be some something untoward. No, but they're I lighting think it both up, these teams. The join up. I, I think mean, it's a fantastic initiative by the NRL. I don't disagree with you at all. And ticket sales have uh, gathered some pace in the last couple of days. So. Uh, it sounds like the Americans are jumping on board, but the Storm kick off their campaign uh, on the 8th of March, I reckon it might be, up against the mighty Penrith Panthers, of course. Mm, that Not, last outing wasn't all that well, memorable. Maybe, well, I don't think you have to you know, get too negative about it because uh, Christian Welsh is about oh, to join us on Melbourne Storm Membership Day. Is he there, is he? You can get your 2024 membership with the Melbourne Storm right now, today. Visit melbournestorm.com.au or give the club a call, one three hundred storms there are people there ready to take your call right now. I don't know whether Welshie's manning the phones, but I did see the boys down at uh, Gosh's the other day. You're in the Fit. AFL. Oh. Fit and powerful. And there's a look in their eye, Keith. Mm. There's a, you can even see it from Olympic Boulevard when yep. you're driving your car. Not that you want to take your eyes off the road, no. but just, just, just turn over your left-hand shoulder. Yep. And you see those storm boys, there is a look in their eye. Purple haze, as I like they, to call it. As they, well, that's the Fremantle thing, but not by all means. Uh, well, she's been good enough to join us. Uh, not long now, Christian. Welcome to the program. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And, yeah, really excited. Uh, the end of preseason is near and we're starting to play some footy. So, yeah, really excited uh, amongst the group. We've got another day of training. We get the weekend off and then we're... All, uh, all getting set to prepare for round one uh, against the defending premiers. So, yeah, really excited. So give us a read. Give us your read. You've been around the caper for a long time. You've been around this club for a long time now. As you, as you look into the eyes of your teammates and you're trying to sense, you know, is the, how, how fierce the fire burns, uh, give us a sense for how we're shaping. Oh, mate, it's um, – I just find it a bit funny this time. Yeah, everyone's running <laughs> PBs. Everyone's as fit as they've ever been. You know, that's the narrative. And – there's no real point talking about it or talking your team up. It's you know the proofs in the in the performance. So we're all quietly very you know excited for round one, particularly against the the best team in the competition and probably arguably the best team in um, you know the modern generation of the NRL was you know three premierships in a row. Um, so 
yeah, look, everyone's playing, training really well and fit and firing, but uh, it doesn't really mean anything until you start playing some games. And uh, Penrith, Spot. we have to laud them for what they're doing, as you mentioned. They've been extraordinary. And they've been really fun to watch the way they've they've gone about it. Oh. But what's going on as far as this? Um, I saw just the highlights. Seemed like we got the, the as far as Australian NRL, the rough end of the stick when uh, Penrith they they lost a Wigan. Did you see that game? No, I, I didn't see. Oh. That, but I saw they lost. It's um, it's a bloody tough trip for those guys. They went over and played Wigan in front of, um, you know, a sellout home crowd there, and some pretty challenging conditions. So uh, it's pretty cold, obviously, in the UK at this time of the year. So, yeah, I, I haven't seen too much footage, but we'll, I'm sure we'll be analysing a fair bit of it, you know, starting, uh, you know, rolling in for next week. Yeah, I thought you, you know, you, you break it down as you as you prepare, but for just as an observer, and and seeing this, trying to make the comparison of what we're doing against Wigan their top team and is it any sort of indication or reflection on the, the various competitions is it that close as far as the, the standard of the two leagues yeah I think um, there's probably the, the narrative that Super League's probably a step down but you, you see games like that where you know Wigan have they've taken down the, the best team of the NRL and as mm. I said the, the standing at this specific team Penrith um, you know and I think Penrith are I think they're 0-4 from World Cup challenges, which it's not a reflection of that club. It's a reflection of, I suppose, the Super League and the, and the quality that they have over there. And and particularly, like, if you're the Wigan Warriors, um, you know, getting up against a generational team in front of your home crowd over in England, yeah, um, yeah that's really exciting. And, and obviously, it's a great trip for Penrith to get over there and, um, you know, Mm. I suppose show their new team off, but um, yeah, it's still still building for those guys. I, I would think. So, what about you, Christian? You come back last year and remarkably played twenty five games after you know, ripping the Achilles the year before, which is a credit to you that you're able to come back and, and play a full season. Does it feel significantly better another preseason after you know getting back and and um, overcoming the injury in the first place? Oh yeah, look. There's lots of major injuries out there everyone goes through. And, you know, we're privileged footballers. We're full-time. We're, you know, we don't have to work on the tools and then try and do our rehab, you know, in the morning or night. So we've got a very lucky position. We're world-class support staff. So, um, you know, I have, you know, although you don't want to go through those injuries, I've had a lot of support and, and it's still a great life. And, um, yeah, look, I found last year a bit challenging whether that was related to my Achilles or not. I guess you don't really know, but... All I've tried to do this preseason is just work really hard and uh, put my head down and um, and just try and keep improving. I think that's what this club's been built on, the focus on continual improvement for, uh, you know, all players that, that come into this club. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see. But as I kind of said a bit earlier, it's it's all in the in the game. So there's no point talking about how good I'm going until uh, hopefully <laughs> go out and start playing some good games. No, I know. I know. And you've always had great perspective. So we appreciate that. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to get you to say that you're, you know, the best Nick you've ever been in or any of that. But, but when we hear, you know, there's some high profile Achilles injuries around the world of sport at the moment. And um, some, some of these players that, you know, pundits are worrying, wondering whether they're ever going to come back and, um, I'm just wondering whether, without pumping up your own tyres, whether you can detect, you know, any a significant improvement on where you were this time last year. Um, yeah, look, probably the, the amount of work I've been able to get in for the preseason. Um, that's probably the yeah. difference. I've I've pretty had a pretty uh, unimpacted preseason. Where I've pretty much done the full training, and so uh, yeah, look, I guess 
hopefully, uh, you know, getting the work in and, and the volume in the legs, you know, holds me in good stead. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about injuries, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen is coming back uh, after the the very yeah. serious uh, injury that he had. Gee, when we saw those x-rays, when we first uh, heard about that injury, it looked horrific. How's, how's he looked? Yeah, he's been awesome. He's uh, he's played in both of our troll games, and um, you know we we look coming to review, and uh, it's not easy playing a game in February in, in Fiji, but he was he was everywhere. He has um, obviously uh, everyone appreciates the big plays and the tries, but he does so much work for our football side, you know, in terms of defence and setting our line. And there was a clip the other day, basically. Was went from sideline to sideline to, to you know to save try after try. You know it was. Um, I think that work goes unnoticed at times. But mm. you know guys like Billy Slater, who we have in our building, who you know probably was the best you know generational fullback that we have. Um, you know he certainly is in there helping Paps get back to his best. And it's it's a really exciting time for our footy club to have not only Paps but you know you've got Young Sua as well. Who's um, he's shown how exciting he is. So there's some real talent in, in all our. Our back line at the moment is some real jostling for positions. Christian, in, in the other the other mob, the other game, you know, Aussie rules, we, we see the evolution of it at the highest level and, you know, transition footy has been the big buzz in the last couple of years, you know, one end to the other and speed of ball movement and go forward football and all that sort of stuff. What, what do you reckon the big area of – is there one big area of kind of improvement slash growth – in rugby league that's been happening for maybe a year or two that we're going to see more of in 2024? Um, but there's a subtle rule change, actually, that they've, they've done where um, you've, you you can't start your kick chase yes. uh, until the ball's kicked, as in you can't be in front of the play of the ball. So basically, in previous years, players, if they know it's last tackle, they can just get on their bike, start getting downfield, and then all they have to give is 10 metres to the opposing fullback or winger who's run the ball back. Yeah. So you can imagine if you're pinned down your half and your half can get 60 metres, yeah. giving up 10 metres isn't really a big consequence. Um, so they've made this rule change. So now, uh, basically, the kick chasers, which is your defensive line, they can't go past the play the ball until the ball's kicked. So basically, I think this year you'll see a lot more explosive plays from guys like Ryan Pappenhausen, Xavier Coates, mm. who are going to have a lot more space to return the ball back. And I think it's going to really open up the game. I think the NRL have kind of really targeted that. They want to see the back three, you know, the two wingers and fullbacks, I suppose, becoming a bit more significant. I like it. I like it. Kick return. So, yeah, that's one to keep an eye out, I think. Mm. So will the defenders in that case, will they sort of hold their line a bit more? They will have they, to. Will they, the will, they get, will they be coming at the... Um, the kick returner as hard, or will there be a more slightly? How will you set up defensively for that? Yeah, well, I think it's um, it's risk versus reward. So I guess some some teams really like to send kind of shooters down there yeah. and, and back, you know, two or three guys to to make a, a play or a, or a tackle, and it it's really effective. But if you miss that tackle on a guy like Pappenhausen, you're going to have a really disjointed defensive line. There's going to be some real opportunities there. So. It just depends on the risk appetite of teams, you know, whether they just want to get down there and form a defensive line and probably give up a few metres on that kick return or whether they want to be a bit more aggressive. So I think we'll probably see a bit of variety from, from different teams and how they want to approach it. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, it's there. going to be really fascinating, yeah. And, and the whole venture into Vegas, Andy and I were talking about it a little earlier. Uh, what do you make of it? Are you, is it excited about it? Does it mean anything to, to you guys and, and the sport, do you think? Oh, look, it's it's exciting. Like, I wanted to work. I, I am a bit of a sceptic, to be honest. I think, um, you know, just the time zones and um, it's just such a hard market to break into. So I'm not sure 
you know, how much the business case or strategy. We haven't heard a whole lot about that. We've heard about the sexy Las Vegas <laughs> stadium and, and whatnot. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Look, look, I'm really, I, I really hope it works. It's exciting. It's certainly exciting in our game, talking up this whole Vegas and starts this Sunday. But, you know, having come back from Fiji on the weekend where the Storm played the first NRL match there and, you know, having got PNG teammates like Justin Ollum, you know, the Pacific Islands have so much passion for our game. I just think, you know, could we be maybe using our resources better and, and, and going to places like that who, you know, it's a national sport for a lot of these countries and, you know, it's not as sexy as Vegas, but I think, you know, that's where the heartland and areas of growth and you look at um, the NRL and NRLW, you know, playing ranks, I think it's about 50% identifies Pacific or Maori background. So that's the future. That's oh, where yeah. the, the players are coming out of. So I'd love to see the NRL have, you know, an equal amount of energy and focus into Pacific Islands like that as much as they are trying yeah. to, I suppose, crack into the American market. Give us a sense for what it's like to be on the ground over there when, when a team like the Storm turn up and, you know, the kids that worship you blokes. Give, give us a sense for what, what it's the reaction's like from them. Yeah, well, I think it's like... Um, you have to look at the Papua New Guinea you know, Prime Minister and some of these quotes around trying to get an NRL team. Mm. He's calling it a national unity strategy. It's, you know, he's saying it's going to unite our entire country if we get a professional mm. sporting team, you know, and <laughs> it's pretty rare to have that kind of quote of someone in that position saying that just about a, you know, a sporting body like the NRL. So, um, yeah, going to Fiji, we had Tui Kamakamipa, who's one of our senior players, and he's out there meeting the Fijian Prime Minister, and, and out there he's just treated like a god and, um, you know, these countries are, are brimming with passion for our game, but also, you know, it's pretty tough, some of those countries, in terms of the living and yeah. you know, in terms of poverty and whatnot. And I think, you know, sport is a wonderful thing that gives kids and, and people hope in communities that, you know, might be doing it a bit tough or there might not be a whole lot of hope of breaking out of a pretty tough, you know, situation. So um, it was awesome to go out there and, and the Storm did a good job during the week that, you know, all the players were really mindful of getting out you know, get out of the nice hotel we're staying in, get into the communities, go see some villages and actually see, you know, the real Fiji and, and try and connect with them. Could it happen? Uh, what, as in a franchise over there? Yeah, yeah. Can you, like in your lifetime, can you see it happening? Oh, I think so. I think you'd, it, there's obviously governance issues with some of those developing countries, but I look at like the South Island of New Zealand, like Christchurch, they're getting a brand new stadium there. Um, the Canterbury Crusaders, who it's rugby is a national sport there, but you look at their schedule, they've only got six home games for the year ahead. So, you know, it's like us in Melbourne. We understand we're not the AFL, that's the religion down here, but we hope to think that we can kind of be your second team or, you know, you go to your Carlton, Collingwood, and then maybe get behind us as your as your other option. We, we like to try and fit into this ecosystem. And, you know, like personally myself, I'm a huge AFL fan. I love the sport. And it's very much, I suppose, having an understanding of the, the market you're in and, you know, it's an AFL town, but, you know, we like to think that we play a, a little part of the sporting ecosystem here in Melbourne. And um, I think a place like Christchurch would be great, a north south North South Island rivalry and keep developing talent, you know, in a time where rugby union is struggling a little bit in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Mm. Hey, your role extends yeah. beyond just uh, with the Storm. You've got this responsibility with the Players Association and all those other great things you do for looking after the game. Lucky to have him. Indeed. What do you make of uh, the off-the-field goings-on? We saw it with the Brisbane Broncos, and uh, they had a bit of a stoush between some of the fellas. And uh, 
Is it overblown? Does this thing, did this stuff get exaggerated or does it make you angry when you see this as a, as a perhaps a, another, not a stain on the game, but just, I guess, perpetuating a narrative that sometimes not always great? Yeah, look, I, I think you're talking about the Broncos incident where they have a bit of a, yeah. a, bit of a bear hug, a bit of a wrestle. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, is, is that unique to society that a, a group of mates, you know, have a few too many beers and end up having a bit of a wrestle? You know, they weren't punching each other or anything. I, I don't know. I, it's probably not the greatest. Look, I understand, you know, players are role models. Um, but, you know, I, I just find it a bit funny sometimes when, you know, things like that where I don't think it's too horrible, you know, that it's, it's just a couple of guys who probably had too many beers and just, you know, had yeah. a bit of fun and turned into that. So, yeah, look, obviously not a great look, but I, uh, it's probably a bit of a slow news where you probably wouldn't get too much coverage if uh, <laughs> you have sports up and firing, I guess. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, what do you make or do you follow what's going on with the AFL in regards to uh, all sports are dealing with, with, with head injuries? Uh, how do you feel that the NRL are, ha- are coping with it? Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, look, I think the NRL's being proactive they're, they're trying to um it's just a it's a contact sport issue for you know all these sports are dealing with it and i think um yeah look i know there's probably some older generational people calling it a bit soft but i think um the reality is we're, it's a it's a sport it's a game that you know you're 13 guys on a field you're you're trying to score points by putting a ball down on grass and kick a goal between posts it's when you think about it in perspective of life and, you know, talk, talk about brain trauma and, you know, Alzheimer's and CTE, they're pretty horrible things. So I think, you know, I don't have a problem with sporting bodies erring on the side of caution. You know, it's, you got you live a long life. If, if you get to 30 in our sport, you've had a great career. A lot of these guys play two or three, four years and then, you know, you got to live the rest of your life. So um, I think NRL is doing a good job and I think, while the science isn't perfect, obviously, no one has a, probably a true understanding of it all. It's really hard to do when you can't really study a guy's brain until you can do a mm. post-mortem. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think the NRL is being pretty proactive in that space. Mate, uh, the Storm take on the Panthers uh, the 8th of March. That's in a coming couple of coming Fridays. We, we can't wait to uh, see you guys get out on the Isn't it a streak? Have we still got the streak of opening game? Our wins, haven't well, we got some it's streak? About 18, what is it now, Welsh? About 18 or 19, isn't it, for first uppers? Um, I think it's Belzer hasn't lost since taking over, and I think his first year was 2003. Oh, I can tell that because I'm in the boardroom looking at his name. <laughs> right. C. Bellamy, C. Bellamy, C. Bellamy. Um, so I think he's won all of those, I think. Oh, well, no so, pressure. Yeah. No okay. pressure. No pressure against Keep the three-time the champs. Just before we do let you go, you're incredibly bullish about your, your Melbourne footy club. They've had a... They've had a disrupted off season. Mm. Just a few little uh, speed bumps here and there along the way. Um, are you? Are you? A lot of some people in the Cape are tipping that Melbourne might be one of the sliders this year. Uh, where? Where are you? Where have you got them pegged, fellas? Smooth seas don't make good sailors. All right, <laughs> we've been through the adversity. You know, it's not a perfect preseason. We're all running PBs. You know, we've gone through a bit of. A bit of toughness. We love it, the D's. We'll, we'll get there. Oh, it's wow. one of the greatest cultures. Go oh, Perth, that's Ed, beautiful. Culture in the last 40 years. Let's go. I love that's it. why he's a leader right That's why there. he's one of the greats. Turned a bit of adversity he into is. a positive. And then Melbourne supporters, if I was a Melbourne supporter, I would have yes. listened to that last 20 seconds from Sue Welsh, and I'd be I'd be up and about all of a sudden. Hey, uh, Christian, thanks, mate. Uh, polish <laughs> off the last year preseason, uh, stress-free, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks yes. with your teammates up against Penrith. Come All on. the best. Thanks, 
Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. See you Good later. man, Christian Good Welsh. Home. Get your Melbourne Storm membership today. Get ready for a huge season. Join today for four games for the price of just two or eight games for the price of just four. That's fantastic. That's that's you know good. What it is? that's good. Value. Thank you. We're always shopping for value. Visit melbournestorm.com.au or give them a call, one three hundred storms Twenty two past four. Uh, we haven't had much of a chance to have a chat on the way through today. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Uh, very keen to get your thoughts on last night. What jumped out at you? What's got you excited? What are you a little bit worried about if there's anything to be worried about from either of those two teams or individuals within them after last the night's Who am I? at uh, Pretty Park? Competitions. Oh, that's on, coming up on soon offer? too. Yes. yes. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to.